This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Cardiology and Heart Surgery Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. David Tsai, Chief of Cardiology and Co-Director of the Heart and Vascular Institute at Stanford Hospital. He is also a professor of clinical medicine at Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. Dr. Tsai, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me, Laura. Before we dive into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yes, uh, Laura, I had my cardiology training in Boston, uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital, and I've been in cardiology uh, practice for more than 20 years. Um, my clinical uh, specialty is uh, non-invasive cardiac imaging, cardio-oncology, and hypertrophic matter, uh, cardiomyopathy. Through extensive collaboration with my colleagues, I've had many publications in the above field. So I see myself not as an administrator, but a, a, a clinical cardiologist and a research in this exciting field. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to learning more. First off, what are your top three biggest issues in, in cardiology today? Yeah, from what I see, uh, when uh, our aging population and the more complex cardiovascular issues posing uh, unique uh, challenges to uh, every one of us. Uh, appropriate resource utilization and the uh, huge uh, challenges of uh, true uh, universal medical care uh, in the future. Absolutely. I think, you know, those three really hit, hit the nail on the head right there. Um, in terms of looking at the aging population, um, first, what types of issues are you seeing there? Do you see the industry changing at all to really prepare for an increased aging population? Or um, do you still feel like, you know, it, it's going to be behind as things evolve over the next few years? Yeah, I think uh, overall, uh, the U U.S. medical system is on the leading edge of delivering highest standard of care to our aging population with more technology and the patients can live a much longer and a healthier, uh, higher quality of life. Um, but if I see how cardiac care evolving in the next 18 months, after a very difficult year with the COVID-19 crisis, patients feel more comfortable returning to the healthcare system on an elective basis. And we feel fortunate with the best vaccines available to healthcare workers and the public. And I start having a sense of normalcy in the very near future. And I do see further shifting of care to the ambulatory setting and the demands for telemedicine service, remote access consultation with the cardiologists uh, in the foreseeable future. Got it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as that care shifts into the ambulatory setting, is there anything that you're doing at Stanford to prepare for that? I know it, you know, it um, definitely is kind of a different mindset and also has a different, uh, you know, impact financially on, on healthcare organizations. So how are you thinking about that shift in, in planning to make sure that you're ready? Right. So uh, Stanford, uh, we have this uh, so-called plain tree model of uh, patient-centered care. And we emphasize a few issues. One is the easy access, uh, then uh, the best uh, uh, medical uh, 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 equipment available for the patients and highly com uh, compassionate and competent uh, medical and nursing staff to serve our patients. And we uh, try to uh, create an environment uh, to be user-friendly uh, to our patients and our referral physicians. 
Got it. That that makes a lot of sense. Now, what are you most excited about today, and what makes you nervous? Cardiology in the last 50 years uh, uh, has been driven by innovations in cardiovascular imaging technology, new pharmaceuticals, and the very high professional standard, standards in delivering care to the patients. And uh, we do provide the world-class care uh, in the United States. And uh, for a few examples, we now have a handheld cardiac echo probe connected to the cell phone and obtain the cardiac images in patients' examination rooms. Uh, our patients uh, uh, now have uh, access to many wearable digital devices for vital signs, monitoring, EKGs, and much more. Now, what concerns me is that our medical system is also the most expensive in the world, which may limit access to some population who cannot afford the care they desire for. Medicine, including cardiology, is also heavily regulated these days, which may impede the efficiency in care delivery uh, in, in, in uh, certain areas. Got it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that um, is it, so interesting to think about in terms of the cost of care and then, you know, the regulations that go along with it. Um, are, are you seeing any trends in terms of um, cardiology and heart care, thinking about value-based care, or how is that really playing out within the specialty? Yes, uh, cost of containment is an important issue for everyone, uh, for the, uh, from the government to the uh, insurance companies and to the patients. And we need to be responsible, delivering better care without uh, 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 having to uh, pay uh, excessive uh, amounts of uh, uh, resources in that regard. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that it takes more than uh, one specialty, uh, it, it really involves this uh, integrated uh, care delivery system, uh, including uh, sharing the uh, EMR, uh, avoid the duplicating uh, tests, uh, tests which are expensive, and also uh, to save patients time by having uh, widely accessible uh, patient care uh, records in a sense. Absolutely. Thank you so much for going through that with us. It's really helpful to see and understand some of the different elements, you know, of the healthcare system that can really make a difference for cardiology and heart surgery. Before we wrap up our conversation, um, can you share three pieces of advice for emerging physician leaders today? Uh, the first I want to mention, uh, borrow a page from uh, uh, transcatheter aortic valve uh, delivery uh, system uh, to our patients. I want to say promoting a team concept for cardiology service to our patients and uh, recruiting the best people. Without uh, uh, the best uh, uh, physicians, nursing staff, you cannot give the best care. Also, one patient told me, he's a marketing executive, borrow a page from industry. We want to emphasize the level of caring for the patients more than the level of care by technology. I thought that we don't want to uh, forget we're in the business of taking care of patients. So yes, we love the new technology, but we need to deliver compassionate care to the patients. And the last thing I would say, uh, the future healthcare leaders uh, will try to harness in the power of artificial intelligence in the medical technology. It will help gathering patients' feedback and have a meaningful improvement of the electronic medical records, which currently is very uh, time-consuming for medical professionals. 
sometimes we have too much data which should be processed before. Hopefully, the technology will save us uh, time and improve our efficiency. Got it, got it. Yeah, that will be really exciting to see how artificial intelligence especially can make an impact on cardiology and um, really patient care going forward. Dr. Sai, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you very much, Laura.